From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. Uh, you know, each week we have to come up with a new topic and and this week, one of the things that you and I were talking about uh, was the fact that now that Fidelity has their new HSA program from top to bottom, a full-on setup, that you move your HSA that we talked about in previous podcasts to Fidelity. So, all right, this seems like a reasonable topic, right? We'll address what some of the actual experiences are in that process for advisors. Because like anything, right, they know what it's like to transfer an IRA or, or some other type of an account. But but most don't know what it's like to transfer or open an HSA account. So on that note, we have a podcast this week. <laughs> What's the experience like, right? The fidelity experience. So Manish, do you have any uh, initial thoughts? Uh, from my knowledge, this is the first all-in-one solution that's out there versus you know dealing with separate banks and whatnot. And I was excited for them to come out with this because I, I really think it's, it, it's necessary and needed uh, you have some stats that we mentioned before in terms of healthcare costs and uh, our own personal experiences with with HSAs. So uh, this has yeah. gotten such a tremendous uh, response and feedback from advisors, prospects uh, that we wanted to sit down and sort of go over the experience with everyone and, and maybe give some helpful tips and um, you know guidance along the way. Right. So as we get started, you mentioned a couple of stats. So one of the things we mentioned in prior podcast was that Fidelity, they actually did a recent report, and, and for clients turning 65 this year, their estimate was the health care cost was going to be $285,000 for the rest of their lifetime. So therein lies the, the benefit of an HSA, the ability to, to use the triple tax-free function to be able to not only save or, or spend, but also potentially to invest and use that tax-free growth to help fund that long-term uh, health care cost. So, you know, as we, we go through this, I mean, what, what are some of the things that, um, you know, you think we should be thinking about? Right out of the gate for small well, what, business owners. Well, well it's, this is why it's important for advisors is because small business owners, and, and bear with me while I dive through this. It, yeah. I don't know for LLCs and C-Corps, but for S-Corp, if you're a 2% S-Corp owner, you can't participate in your company's HSA plan. And what that means is most companies usually open an HSA or use an HSA provider with someone that integrates with their payroll. Right, because it's easy to contribute to employees. It's easy for employees to then contribute to their own account. What the law stipulates is that uh, business owners can't participate in that plan, but they can always open an HSA account any way they want outside of the plan. They use after-tax money, and then it's a line-item deduction on their tax return. So the reason that's important is because if you're working with small business owners as a financial advisor, not only can you encourage the HSA to help their employees, their owner can also open that plan outside. Great example is you and I. I we have HSAs for our employees. I don't participate in it. I can move that account wherever I want. You are not on the Potomac Healthcare. Uh, go through your wife, and therefore your HSA, HSA is where? It's a UMB. Okay, which you've never yeah. seen or can and, move, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's one of the one of the things that we run into. One of the issues with HSA, some employers will will open this process up, but they'll re they will restrict it. And so her plan, and we're there because of some other reasons. It makes more sense for our entire family to be with one one plan, uh, saves deductible dollars. But but yeah, you can't move the HSA. 
So, so this opportunity is for advisors is. is really is really for the small business owners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, and, and the reality is, right, the, I think it's good to, to talk about this. The investment side of the equation for an HSA, which is where advis- advisors get involved outside of just, you know, being good, good advisors and helping their clients out, whether they can make money or not. The investment side of the equation is only valid if the client can afford to pay for after t- the health care costs of that deductible out of their own after-tax dollars, right? Because the idea is you put money in the HSA and you let it stay there and you invest it and you get growth because that growth will be tax-free. So if you're going to use it like a save and spend, you know, the dollars come in and then you're immediately, the client's going to use their debit card, which lends itself to the fidelity benefits, right? All in one spot. They have a card, they can make that healthcare payment, they can get their their process going, then they're never building up dollars in the HSA. So that's a different conversation. Not that fidelity isn't a good spot, but that's a different conversation than what you and I are talking about, which is to invest those dollars and allow them to grow and have the growth be another benefit to cover long-term costs of healthcare. So you mentioned one of them, but let's dive into sort of the overriding benefits of fidelity yeah. being an all-in-one solution. What do you yeah, got? Yeah, absolutely. So right out of the gate, right, an HSA, you're supposed to be able to spend and save or save and spend. Right? you got to save it first. So you contribute right to the account. You get a debit card so that when you do have, you go to the doctor, you can use that debit card or, and, and, and actually pay for that uh, that that office payment right there Um, of course you can also when it comes to the fact that maybe you have done some investing and you have some extra money there that's being invested you can move money back and forth very easily because it's just a fidelity account uh, and even making your payments it's right there at fidelity with maybe your other accounts so it just becomes another you know you have an ira you have a non-qualified account you have an hsa and i think that's it's just they've simplified the process that's what it really boils down to well so look to, to harp on that simplification, uh, prior setups, you had an HSA bank, and then to invest, you would have to open a self-directed account at TD or, or any other custodian. I think in our example, it was TD. So I would then have two accounts, which I would have to move money back and forth. Assuming that I was using the HSA for expenses, I would have to sell something and move it over, transfer it. It would take two or three days, transfer it to the HSA bank. The all-in-one solution allows everything to be under one cover, okay? That's first and foremost, to your point, the simplification. The second part of it is is the fees. At HSA Bank, and I'm going to throw them under the bus because I didn't like how they they have all the, the, the annoying fees for every little thing, right? Rather than making money through their investments or cash or whatever it is, it was, you know, $3 to open the a month to have an investment account, something like $2 if you had under a certain amount uh, of an ongoing balance, you know, everything, everything they had a fee attached to. And after a while, it just got uh, annoying to keep up. I would see these fees. They wouldn't classify them. The, the bank technology across the country, the bank technology is horrible. Uh, and it's and this is no different, right? Fidelity's technology is light years That's why ahead. you and I bank with Fidelity. Yeah, <laughs> that's, for, yeah I mean, exactly. You know, on a personal level, we just it's just and you know, clients simple. clients know Fidelity versus I think in your recent blog you listed out three right. banks, which you know, outside of you telling me about those, I would not have known who the hell they were. Well, hey, I didn't know about them until I did the research. So, yeah. you know, it's not like you see a television advertisement, hey, open your HSA account here, you can do some investments. Uh, that that doesn't exist. Okay. So, 
Uh, any other, um, you know, on the idea of the advantage of Fidelity, any other thoughts there before we move on? No, not necessarily. I think it's okay. just clean technology, all-in-one solution. Yeah, easy enough. Okay, so we talked about this podcast being about the Fidelity experience. So now let's talk about the actual transfer process. You had an account at HSA Bank. You used the outsourced TDA investment option prior. So let's walk through what was your experience in saying, okay, well, now I'm going to move to this all-in-one solution at Fidelity. What's it like? Paperwork? process okay. yeah time. well so first things first is we the day it opened i i uh called jennifer and said let's do this today uh and so it it couldn't be docusign number one right uh yeah. they're working on it but it's brand new so i had to fill out hsa paperwork hsa transfers and then they submitted it all to hsa bank the one thing that everyone needs to keep in mind, especially adv- advisors, is these are non-ACAT transfers, right? It's a, a, a bank transfer. These can be annoying because any hiccup along the way, the bank has to talk to the client. They won't take instructions from Fidelity. They won't even answer Fidelity's phone call. And so a couple weeks went by, and I'm like, Jen, where the hell is this HSA? And as she looked into it, they needed to talk to me. So I call them and imagine, and it's important for advisors to know this because their clients are going to go through this and might be annoyed by it. I had to call them and they told me I had to close the self-directed account that was attached to the HSA before they can transfer. I called uh, and then I inquired about TD. Well, on TD's self-directed side, they don't take instructions from anyone by the client. The moral of the story is when you're dealing with non-ACAT, when you're dealing with self-directed, uh, they don't really take a lot of instructions from the advisor, so the client may have to get involved. That was a little annoying, obviously, to have to spend, you know, press two, press six, press seven, and finally get to someone 30 minutes later. Um, and But it's life. It's, it's, it's a bank transfer. That's, that's what you have to deal with. So, But we got it over in about six weeks, which, Jesus Christ, it's 2020, and it took six weeks <laughs> to transfer um, transfer that money. But But overall, you know, now that it's here, it's, it's, I'm happy with everything in terms of the process. I just, I wish I knew right. about this before. Right. Well, and I think that's, that goes to some of the uniqueness of the HSA. I mean, look, or the reality is if you're talking to your, your small business clients about this, um, you're bringing an idea to them that they haven't heard before. Right. But, but apart from that, the reality is this whole process is new, not just for fidelity, but, but in the scheme of, I mean, you know, HSA has been around for a few years, but the reality is right. This whole transfer from one to another is new. And so you just have to know that in advance. Um, there are going to be some, it, it's, it's almost like some of the work we do in the 403B business. You know, there's some that just won't transfer. You can't move them. My wife's is an example, right? Uh, you don't know until you try. And, you know, as long as you understand that, right, setting expectations, as long as you know that in advance, it's not that big a deal if it turns out, you know, that, okay, maybe that client's op, it just doesn't have the option. But better to check. You still get brownie points for talking to them about it. Well, I saw you were talking to an advisor, and, and you just made it crystal yeah. clear. Look, it, just yeah. be patient. You know, that's it. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so any other thoughts on the HSA experience that you want to relay to advisors so that they know what to expect? No, I think it's... Uh, all right. I think it's a really good deal that that they that advisors can jump on. We've gotten a ton of calls already uh, because no other custodian is really doing this all in one solution, and right. so I, I think it's an I think it's a good thing for advisors to explore for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's really the conclusion, right? Fidelity is the only, they're the main player in the game who finally went out and put together the one-stop save, spend, and invest combination so that whatever the decision of the client, it's simplified, it's all in one, it's right there with their other accounts. I do have so one more thing. For full, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, little self-promotion. Um, you know, we not only have the ability to manage these for advisors, our minimums are $10,000. So these smaller clients that are coming in, you know, we're, we can handle, we can take care of, and it's sort of uh, in our wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. And we discussed that a little bit in our earlier podcast in, in reference to the fact that, look, this is healthcare dollars. You don't know what's going to happen to the client. They could need that money, even though they thought they were going to in, just do nothing but invest for the next 10 years. So, you know, using risk managed process with those investment dollars is probably wise. Um, let's move on to uh, recommendations. What's your hey, recommendation this week, that, buddy? That's not financial advice, by the way. No, no, that's it's it's just my own personal opinion, separate from Potomac Fund Management. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my uh, all right. Uh, we can't laugh at this stuff. So, oh, um, yeah, we're not right. supposed to say a disclosure and laugh. Shh. All right, no laughing at compliance. What's uh, my recommendation? All right, uh, I like to cook. I like to grocery shop, and I usually do the grocery shopping in our house because I like to pick my own meats and vegetables and fish. And Trader Joe's is my go-to. However, when I'm on business, I'm not around. It's living hell for my wife to take three kids to a grocery store. So she's been using Instacart uh, through Publix, which is a local grocery store down here in Florida, and absolutely loves it. Uh, The delivery fees, I think, are waived after a certain amount. The downside is someone else is picking stuff for you, so you may not like their selection of apples or asparagus. But look, you're getting uh, delivered groceries to your counter. So they bring it up, they knock on the door, they put it on the counter. Depending on the driver, uh, they may actually unbag it for you as well. Uh, And so she's been using Instacart with Publix, absolutely loves it because she doesn't have to go to the grocery store. And I think I will never do it because I enjoy it. But for those who don't, I think it's a good uh, experience to check out. You know, that's interesting that you say that, right? You're, you're, you're right. You're sort of left with whatever that person happens to pick out for you. Um, this is not something that we normally do, but a few months ago we ran into a situation where that was the best option. And I don't. I got to admit, I don't even remember who it, who it was. And my thought process changed a little bit because we got some things, like I said, that we want pork chops. Well, whatever, right? They they brought some things to us that weren't the same exact brand or the same exact iteration. But frankly, they were as good, if not better. And, and I, I started thinking through this process, and I, you know what, for the people that they have that are actually doing the shopping for this iteration, if they don't train them to make sure that they're picking the very best of what happens to be available at that time, then they're more likely to lose that service uh, operation for the, that same person next time, right? Because if you get a bunch of bad apples with worms in them, you're not going to order them anymore. Are you right? saying that the grocery cart picker needs to be a fiduciary and act in the client's best interest? <gasps> no. Yeah, I mean, it's it. Frankly, it's kind of brilliant. And if I were in one spot instead of moving around so much uh, in the RV, I think we'd probably be doing the same thing and just skip the whole grocery. There trip it is. Out, there out it is. Way. I thought we'd get through a podcast without hearing RV, but it's there. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. All right, All right, what do you got? So, so uh, look, this is not a recommendation, every- by the way. I'm if I'm reading this one note correctly, this is bullshit. You need to just skip it. Uh, Nope, I'm not skipping it, baby. By the time you watch this podcast, the Chiefs better be on their way to the Super Bowl. 
if you haven't become forget the Chiefs. If you don't like the Chiefs, I get it, right? I mean, maybe you're from Philly, and there's no way in hell. Well, they would because they like Andy Reid, right? If you're from from some other town and you like your own team, I get it, Redskin. Um, but but in the scheme of things, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, how can you not love our quarterback? You know, I mean. Easy. The kid is is unbelievably talented, and the stuff that he pulls off with the receivers and tight end and so forth we have, man, it is fun to watch. Even if we're down, you well, just, look, I am ne- so fired up. Next ready year, for a Super Bowl. when when you're paying him forty million dollars a year, he's gonna have to throw the ball to himself. <laughs> you know, as it so happens, against the next foe, the Tennessee Titans last year, we lost a game because of that. The quarterback, their quarterback, Mariota, threw one. It bounced off somebody, and he caught it and jumped into the end zone. So, you know, it is possible, and the quarterback can catch his own pass and get and score. On that it's note, I'm, I got to go. <laughs> All right. We're out. Hey, like, subscribe. We appreciate the following. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to PotomacFun.com and go to the Connect Us page. Peace. Thanks. Go Chiefs. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.